0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Gay Men Going Deeper. This is a podcast series where we talk about personal development, mental health, and sexuality. Your hosts today are Matt, Callan, and me, Michael. Collectively, we have over 40 years of experience in the personal development world, and if this is your first time listening to us, we want to welcome you. We each have our own coaching practice, but in this podcast, we're giving away all of our best stuff for free. So we're happy to have you join us today. Fun fact, everyone, Matt Callen, I don't know if you guys know this, but this is our 65th episode of the podcast, episode 65. And I know, right? Good job. And our very first episode of 2022. So this is the season of New Year, New Me, we've all seen the memes. And so we're going to be digging deeper on the topic of personal transformation today. We'll be exploring questions like what does personal transformation even mean and why is it important? What is the most challenging part about changing yourself? And of course, what is the best advice for anyone who is serious about personal transformation? Okay, a couple of things before we dig into today's topic. For the audience out there, we want to hear from you too. We will be continuing these discussions on Thursday, January the 27th, where we'll where we will be hosting a zoom hangout. This is where we give you guys a chance to share your own thoughts on the topics we discuss here in the podcast. So if you're not already in the game Men's brotherhood Facebook group, please go there. It's free. Uh, check out the events tab where you can RSVP to the zoom hang. Also reminder, this podcast and YouTube channel is supported by listeners and viewers like you. If you enjoy these episodes and you want to help us continue making more and building our community, please head to our Patreon page where you can support the show. The link is in the show notes. Also, the Gay Men Going Deeper membership doors are open. So if, you, if you've been waiting to join us and join in on more group Zooms and go deeper with your personal development, please join us in the membership. We have a library now of over 30 coaching videos, a six-week course called Healing Your Shame, and many opportunities to connect with us and other members during group Zoom calls. We've got a lot of great programming planned for 2022, so please head over to gaymengoingdeeper.com to register. And finally, as we do, I want to read a review from one of our YouTube viewers. He left us this comment on the Transforming, Transforming Limiting Beliefs episode with Matt and Andrew Rowe. And he says, Hey guys, thank you so much for your work. I have recently discovered your podcast and I find it very insightful. This episode particularly piqued my interest, fears, and negative core beliefs. I'd like to know more about your experience with trauma being raised in religion. The energy between you two was beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing this with our community. So that comes from Charles and thank you, Charles, for your kind words. Okay, guys, without further ado, let's jump into today's topic. So it's the beginning of the year. You may be thinking about your personal goals. You may be doing things like setting goals, making plans, reading books. I bought myself a new book, Uh, organizing the house, maybe creating a new diet plan and new exercise regimen, maybe even you're hiring coaches, which is great. There's a lot of momentum around this time of year to want more for ourselves, to want more for our lives, to work towards our goals. And it's fun, right? There's a lot of really good energy uh, when you're on the outside looking in, when you're imagining the possibilities of what your life could be and, and reinventing yourself. It's a lot of fun. But of course, anyone who's done this before knows there's a hard truth that eventually sets in. Imagining is one thing, <laughs> executing the plan is another thing altogether, I love to use the example uh, with my clients about learning how to swim. You can read all the books about swimming. You can watch all the YouTube videos about swimming. You could listen to all the podcasts about swimming. You could even meticulously study the best swimmers in the world. But once you are in your bathing suit, standing atop of that diving board, looking down at the water below you, that's when the real work begins. And that's because that's when all of the self-doubt, all of the fear, all of the resistance will like rise to the surface and try to convince you, uh, you know, maybe this isn't such a good idea after all. Yeah. I actually, you know, I actually don't want to learn how to swim. I'm yeah, I'm good. (laughs) Thanks. Or, you know, um, another one I love is, Oh, actually remembered. I've got other priorities that need my attention. So I'm just going to go back or I'm too tired. Uh, I'm not feeling well. And the worst of all, I'll just do this tomorrow. So what do we do? We go back into our comfort zone. We just slide back into the comfort zone. And that's how that goes. The truth is we have two oppositional desires, the desire to swim, or if you're going with the analogy, the desire to change, the desire to do something that you've never done before. And then also the desire to stay safe. And therein lies the rub with why a lot of personal transformation doesn't work or doesn't last. Transformation requires an entire skill set that most people don't have, things like managing your mind, emotional intelligence, we just did a podcast on that one, go check it out, embracing discomfort, uh, forming habits, having discipline, focus, self-awareness, self-compassion, these are just a few. Luckily for all you listeners out there, your hosts today are all pros and all of the above, and so we are here to help you out. Uh, And I want to start off by sharing something in my own life. You know, I've undergone a few of my own personal transformations, some of them very deliberately and others I had no control over. Life just kind of happened and I had to evolve with it. Also, what I do for a living is help people on their own personal transformation journey. So there's one thing that I really need to reiterate before we start. You cannot struggle yourself into change. You cannot beat yourself up into changing. And even if you do, this works for some people, even if you do, you will feel fucking terrible and you'll be even worse off in the new me than you were today. So any transformation that we talk about, I think, must be balanced with compassion and self-acceptance. And I know you're thinking self-acceptance and transformation, these things are counterintuitive. How can that possibly be? But like I said, uh, Matt, Callan, and I are here to guide you. So let's start. The first question that I have for you guys is, what does personal transformation mean and why is it important? And today we're going to start with Callan. I knew it. I was like, he's going to start with me because I
1: have no idea what I'm going to say. (laughs) Um, uh, First of all, I just want to say, yay, happy new year, everybody. I'm so glad. And like 65 episodes. I'm so proud of us because so like, this is just a testament to us and what we're talking about transformation yeah. doing this hasn't necessarily been easy you know but we've committed to it and we keep going with it and we're seeing that things continue to keep building and I think that that's one of the things that we need to talk about today around personal transformation is that when you do something once and you don't see a reaction or you don't see a change or you don't see the thing you want to get back you're going to quit real fast and some people think oh it's a month or two months we've been doing this over a year what's it's like? it's you know, coming up closer to a like year and a half. And like, we're just now starting to really see traction with listenership and that kind of a thing. And it's not even like that insane. It's just kind of like some people listen and it's great, but like it's taken a lot of time and commitment and dedication. So that's definitely something we need to talk about today, which we will probably jump into. But what does personal transformation mean and why is it important? For me, personal transformation means a shift in perception of what I was thinking. That's what I kind of bring it down to. I kind of bring it down to, um, I don't know if people, if listeners are familiar with A Course in Miracles. Um, uh, Louise Hay talked a lot about it. Gabrielle Bernstein talks a lot about it. Um, Marianne Williamson, who I love, talks a lot about it. And so A Course in Miracles talks about the shift in perception being the miracle. And so when you can have that shift in perception and perspective, that's to me personal transformation because we can all get really comfortable in our lives and get really chill and just keep doing what we're doing and be like oh no this is okay this is okay we get complacent with the level of achievement we've gotten to or the level of you know the way somebody's treating us or what we expect from others we kind of get complacent in that energy and then when you have that epiphany or that inspiration or that moment where you can change the perception and look at things and go, you know what, this isn't okay. Or you know what, I don't deserve to be treated like this. Or you know what, I want to completely change my surroundings so that I feel like there's new energy so that I can move into this transformation. That to me is what personal transformation means. It's, it's not even following through yet with all of the stuff. It's just the beginning, the trigger point. Because if you can do that, all the rest of it is kind of just building habits and learning and kind of figuring out how to continue on the path. But that first little switch is the most important part to me. So that to me, I would say is like personal transformation is so important because if you don't have that epiphany, none of the other stuff will happen. And sometimes you can, sometimes you can learn your way into it. Like Michael was talking about how you can read all the books and do all of the things And that's one part of it. But then the jumping off the diving board is the other part of it. That's where it's just like, oh, I'm in the water now. And theoretically, I know how to do this. But this feels so much different than I thought it was going to be. And that's the same for everything. Relationships, you know, starting a new job, doing all the new things. You're not going to be perfect, even if you've done all the studying. Sometimes you just need to jump off the bloody diving board and learn as you go. But the best part is, is you don't have to do it alone. You can have friends in the pool off to the sides who are waiting for you so that there's the security blanket, you know? So when you jump in, you're like, oh my God, I'm going to drown. You have your friends come over and save you. You know, you've, you've done all the study, you've done all the theory, you kind of know what you're doing. And then you have the other people around you to help support you. To get you to the side or to get you to the other side of the pool and that to me comes in the form of relationships and community and that was one of the parts i was missing for the longest part of my life is that i was at the edge of the diving board about to jump in and i had nobody on the sidelines because i hadn't built that community so yeah of course that's going to be way scarier <laughs> to do by yourself i'd had the epiphanies i'd done the change but now it's like okay now it's time to jump off and have another perception shift but it, it didn't really happen until everybody else kind of came into the pool and went, no, we're here with you. It's safe. You'll be fine. That's when I was like, OK, I feel safe enough to jump off. So that's my, my two-parter answer for personal transformation for me. And I'm very curious, Matt, uh, what about you?
2: Yeah, this is, a, this is kind of the meat of what we do. Right when when you you gave us these questions, Michael, I was like, "Wow, this is—it's making me think because I never really thought about it in like a definition. Like, how would I actually define transformation?" But so I started thinking about like my own transformative journey, and for me, transformation um, is—it's a desire. I think it's fueled by desire. I like how you said that, Michael. you know, and end an up opposing desire. Like we have a desire to be somewhere other than where we find ourselves. And I think for people that are wanting to transform, they, they probably find themselves in some sort of suffering, um, discontentment, discomfort, unhappiness. And there's a desire to want to be beyond that to, to something like maybe more, more happiness, more inner peace, um, more contentment with who they are, more confidence. Um, I think that's a big thing for, for the three of us and what we see in this community is confidence. I think a lot of people are feeling um, insecure or you know, you look at the purpose of the, the brotherhood is to move from shame to authenticity, right? That's the transformation that we're offering people. Um, you know, and, and I think it's, it's important because I think I think transformation is, um, it's like the shedding of the skin, right? Like the snake, like we are constantly evolving and there's new versions of ourselves coming forward. And um, I think transformation gives us an opportunity to shed skin and then rediscover a new part of ourselves that we wanna share with the world or that we wanna learn to embody. And I think um, that really, for me at least, that's what life is about. You know, it's about, um, finding, um, joy and, and expanding, you know, expansion, self-expansion. Um, and I think transformation is the the vessel that we use to go through that expansion process. And, um, I just love it, you know, like transformation gets me so excited. Um, but I have a very, I have a very different relationship with, with transformation now than I did say, you know, a couple of years ago, um, and I think for me, being motivated, you know, the, the motivation and the desire behind why you want to change is going to determine um, the journey. It's going to determine whether you find joy on the journey or whether you're you're being punitive towards yourself on the journey. And I think um, I've learned how to incorporate self-compassion into my transformation and teaching people how to do the same thing uh, because I think I've I've for for the longest time, I was I was very punitive, and I was I was motivating myself with shame, or a desire to not be something, versus to be something. I think those are two completely different ways of experiencing transformation. So, um, I have a lot more to share on that, but that more bleeds into the second and third questions. So I'll uh, I'll leave it there.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you guys both for sharing. Um, yeah, yeah, I think the way that I would see it is it's, it's evolution, right? We've talked about personal transformation, but to your point, we're always shedding that skin. It's always happening. So the way I defined it is, is it's consciously nurturing your own growth and evolution. So we evolve, we, we were born here and whether we like it or not, things are going to change. Life is going to happen to us. We are going to evolve. We could do it unconsciously or, We can do it consciously. So another analogy that I love to use is the garden, right? It's like having a garden. We all have a plot of land, a garden, and either we just let whatever grow, grows. Weeds, things we don't want, things we do want, a little bit of both, and we don't really do much about it. Or or you have a garden and you very deliberately, purposefully plant the seeds of what you want, of those desires, and then you water them very mindfully and you fertilize the soil you tend to it you take out the weeds you don't want that show up uh, and you do this very mindfully and deliberately so for me that's what it's that's what it's about it's just it's just another word for for evolution doing so consciously and it's important because like you guys said it's why we're here right we're like i believe we are here to grow evolve expand in many different areas and that can mean a lot of different things and it's okay to have dreams for yourself, desires, uh, goals. It, this is good. I think, Matt, you made a really good point, and And I know we all believe in this that, that doing so, it depends on which way you're looking at it. And it's a very, very solid point. Um, and I think one of the benefits of this self awareness work, the self development work, is knowing when you're. When you're in, because you slide back and forth. At least I do. I go sometimes. Oh, I'm, I'm deep into shame here, and I got to bring myself back. And I think that's one of the benefits of personal development work is knowing when where you are in that journey. Um, but having these goals, having these desires, I think is such a gift to yourself to acknowledge them, and even a greater gift to go after them. It is scary as fuck, but it's it, it honors it honors who you are. At least for me. Like I ignored the things I wanted. I ignored so much of myself for so long. And then I was like, okay, you know, I call that hiding when I was, you know, in this place of hiding, just hiding my light, hiding who I was, hiding my gifts, hiding my talents, not wanting to show up, not wanting to be seen for fear of all my fears. And then when I stepped out of that, or it's a gradual process, it's not it's not as yes and no as I'm making it seem to be. But when I started to step out of those shadows and shine, shine my light a little bit more each day, it just felt so empowering. We talked about confidence and empowerment last month. That is one of the things that to me is the most empowering is to have a desire and then take action towards it. Um, And one one of my favorite mantras is satisfied with what is and eager for more. That beautiful balance of, I love where I am. I love my life as it is. I love everything I have and don't have. And I'm eager for more. And I think that's a beautiful energy of, again, having that balance of, um, acceptance yet desire. Okay. Let's jump into the next question. And I know there's like going to be a hundred answers for this. And I have challenged you guys to pick just a few, (laughs) but, uh, what is the most challenging part of changing yourself? And we'll go with the same order. So we'll start with Callan. All right. So this one I'm
1: prepared for, (laughs) um, I think the hardest part for me is I'm very like, um, mind-based, very methodical, very logical. Um, and so for me, I constantly looked for ways to like how to hack my own body and hack my own brain to like do the things I wanted to do. Um, and so a lot of that kind of research brought me to habits. And so, so, so much of what we do in our life is habitual. And we don't think it's habitual, but it really is habitual behaviors. You know, something goes wrong and you want that comfort, you want that comfort food or You know, you wake up in the morning at the same time every day. And it's kind of like, even if you want to sleep on on the weekend, your body's going to do it just because your brain is just hardwired for those habits to keep happening. And so for me, the most challenging part ever about change is the habits that surround that. And so I always look for ways to kind of sandwich my habits into like what um, this goes, I think it's James Clear, who does um, Atomic Habits. And so to kind of sandwich in the change part in the middle between the trigger and the reward that I'm getting. So it's like, okay, well, what's the trigger that's triggering this habit for me? What's going to go on? And then what's the reward that I get? And so things like, you know, if I want to start going to the gym, you know, when gyms are, when it's easier and that kind of a thing, I go on a walk every day. And so what's the trigger for me? Okay. Well, finishing my day at work and then I get ready and I go for a walk. So the trigger could still be the same. But then instead of going for a moment of walk, I'm going to start going to the gym if and when I choose to implement that. That's the kind of thing. And I still get the reward of like endorphins, going out, feeling good, getting physical. And so finding ways to kind of like, input the new stuff in between the old triggers makes that transition a lot easier. But habits for me is the hardest part. Um, Some of you might notice, I have a math behind me today. Um, The guys definitely noticed right away. They're like, what's going on? I've moved my room because I wanted to create new habits for the new year, I kind of wanted things to start off fresh and kind of wanted some different perspectives. And I wanted to, you know, get some things in different places. So I've switched my room around, it's still a bit of a mess, which is why we are facing this way today. Um, But I know that that habit switching is going to also help me switch mentally when it comes to work, like I'm going to have a dedicated workspace now and kind of implement that kind of a thing. And that's going to create new habits in my life. But I've noticed it has not been easy for my body to adjust to this because physically my bed was in a different position. Physically, I still feel awkward getting in and out of bed because I'm doing it on the opposite side of the bed now. And it feels uncomfortable and it feels like new and I don't like it. But my room has to be set up like this now in order for me to accommodate a desk in here. So it's like, I know it's uncomfortable and I don't like it. And I'm maybe not sleeping as well. And my body feels uncomfortable And that's the physical manifestations of that change of that habit changing and so even when it's something like that your habits are so ingrained that my body's like no this is not the way it's supposed to be going and that happens on so many deep levels that habits really do dictate so much of your life that if you can do the work around habits and learn how they really affect you in your life that has been the biggest opening point for me on switching the things that i wanted to switch in my life and how to do that with um, less effort and more ease. Uh, so that's what I'll say is probably the biggest challenge when it comes to changing for
2: me. What about you, Matt? Okay, yeah, I'm gonna try my best <laughs> to be brief, but I got I got a lot to share on this. Maybe I'll be really brief on three, and I'll be really meaty on two. <laughs> um, so okay, the, you know this this is very um, close to home for me this this topic because um, I, I grew up um, in an environment where I didn't have an opportunity to develop self-esteem. I didn't develop a strong sense of self-worth, not even really a strong sense of self. And I think being gay was a big trauma for me. Um, I had very, very terrible cystic acne when I was a kid and, um, or a teenager, I should say. So there was just the, all these little things that were kind of working against me. And um, I started working out when I was about 18. Um, and I became obsessed with like body. Um, my, 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 mom was a bodybuilder. My dad was into training as well. And I was exposed by it all the time. So like the vis- the visions that I saw growing up was around to not be okay with what is, and to always be seeking to be something other than what you are. And, um, I internalized that message a lot and I got on this pursuit of, of worthiness through my body and that was a really big big thing for me and um my healing around that came about three years ago um and I've told this story before so I won't go into into it in too much detail but um moving to Asia kind of you know stopping working out stopping weighing my food stopping eating you know super rigidly and I just let go of it all um And I had a massive realization that my transformation up to that point, all my transformations were to try and fix Matt, to try and fix my brokenness, to try and fix my defectiveness. Um, And I was on this massive pursuit. It was motivated by shame. And um, I literally had to starve myself out of all the things that I was trying to use to try and change who I was. Um, And the, the, the biggest one of them, the biggest culprit was perfectionism and it kept sending the message to me that something was not right with me something was wrong about who I am and and as I learned more about shame I started to realize that this was a really really deeply in in like ingrained shame wound that I had inside of, of, of for who I was um and in the last while um I've completely changed my view on on transformation and I think it's important to note that I'm speaking about people who are rooted in shame or who have shame wounding I think the transformative journey needs to look differently for these people because when we you know if you're if you're on these personal development pages that are really gung ho and you know they're all about like you know work you know 10 to 12 hours a day and you will be successful and you know all these messages around around transformation um, I don't think they're helpful for people who have shame wounding. I really don't because um, they keep us stuck in the notion that we have to work to be acceptable, that we have to work to be worthy. And, and I think that is one of the most harmful beliefs that we can attribute to our sense of self um, and one that will keep us stuck in the shame cycle. Um, so what I've been learning, my, my transformative journey has been about discernment between action and inaction or doing this and being this, um, and allowing myself to, um, allowing myself to just be right. There's nothing. Once I stopped working towards being something, I settled into being who I was meant to become, who I am now. And, and, um, and that's when I started to realize my awesomeness and I started to, to develop confidence and worthiness when I stopped pursuing um, those things. So uh, I just think it's really important to be mindful on the transformative journey, like where you're coming from, what is your, why, you know, um, are you being motivated by shame or are you um, being motivated by love? And I think that's going to be a big it's going to have a big uh, determining factor on how you feel, Uh, because when you're motivated by shame or when I'm motivated by shame, I was never happy. Right. I was never happy. Like I I was a, a physique competitor, got on stage. And that was probably when I felt the worst about myself, when my body looked the best. Right. Because I was so critical of myself. So it just shows like if I was motivated by love, I would have been happy and content with my progress, but I wasn't, it just was never enough, you know? Um, so I just, I just don't think, you know, it's, it's, it's impossible. You can't shame yourself into a version of yourself that you are going to love. Right. It's, it's absolutely impossible. You will always meet shame when you meet it with shame, right? You know, the end result will be more shame. So What I'm learning now is to, to pause my, or, or even to, 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 I wrote a quote and I actually posted it in the brotherhood. I said, take a break from, um, trying to improve yourself and just be improved for a while. And that was something that I had channeled through, um, a meditation of mine where I was meditating because I wanted a result. (laughs) I wasn't meditating to commune with spirit or to just be with myself i was trying to create transformation out of meditation and i just don't think that is that is the best way to approach something like that and i had that realization like why am i trying to pursue so much why am i always looking at the outcome or the result of what i'm trying to to accomplish what if i were to just stop and just enjoy what i am or or all the work that i've done and just be okay with being me for a bit And that's the energy i've been riding for well i think i i I created that quote on my inspired to be authentic probably two months ago so two months i've been in this real beautiful space of not trying to, to change anything i'm just showing up and just being and it's really cool because what i'm meeting is this real authentic convicted righteous like part of me that's just existing as I am, right. Without trying to change something. Um, so I, I, I do realize that the audience that I'm, that I'm speaking to right now, at least the majority of the audience I'll say are people that have, you know, grown up gay. They probably have some shame wounding, probably have some unresolved shame wounding. And I just think that a lot of us are trying to pursue something when it's like, maybe we need to just stop pursuing and just be okay with, with who we are. And, um, so yeah, that would, that's what I would say the biggest challenge part of changing yourself is, is when it's coming from shame and it's keeping you about this big, right? And not letting you actually expand because transformation is about expansion, but if it's, it's being motivated by shame, it's going to keep you feeling about that big. So yeah.
0: Yeah, I think Matt, that'll resonate
2: with a lot of people out there. I mean, it
0: mm-hmm. certainly resonates with a bit of my journey as well, mm-hmm. like, again, towards the beginning when when my evolution was more unconscious than it was conscious definitely yeah. came from a place of need to keep up need to be more right um yeah. and I think that's where a lot of people start and it's fine if that's where if that's where you're starting at great if that's the trigger that get, that gets you aware that hey, hey there's something here that I want
2: mm-hmm. fine at
0: are now I don't think we're saying don't go for it I think we're saying there might be some some things you you want to do first, you want to tackle first within your, yourself, which kind of leads into to my my most challenging part of changing myself, is that um, I think what happens is we tend to focus so much on the doing, right? Because it's very clear to see when I do something, action creates the results. Very obvious, it's very tangible. We see that action creates results. We don't need to you know we don't need to convince ourselves of that, but but. There's so much that creates results that is not about action, not at all. It's about mindset. Um, and the benefits of doing mindset work are less tangible. So a lot of people make it a second priority or they don't pay, pay much attention to it. With my clients, they get so frustrated when I'm like, no, 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 the action isn't about doing right now. It's, it's kind of about looking at your beliefs uncovering what's really motivating you. And that stuff isn't comfortable all the time. And we don't see the direct result as we do with action. Even worse, I think the benefit of doing energy work is even less tangible than mindset work, and so people don't even pay attention to it at all, or it's not even it's not even part of their uh, plan to do the energy work inside. And if you think about it, um, action requires energy, right? Thinking is an expenditure of energy, and so is emotion. They're all it's all about energy. It boils down to that. So I think that's that's one of the biggest challenges is. We want to skip ahead to, to the action part, but really there's so, so much. That's the, that's just the tip of the iceberg. There's so much more to do it. And doing that inside work is hard. It takes time. There is no instant results. And that's another thing. We just want this instant gratification. We want to take that. Oh, am just going to take this course and I, I will be fine. <laughs> that's not how that works. There's three coaches here, guys. We are telling you as much as we wish that worked. That's not how that works. You take the course to support you but it also takes time and you have to be very patient with yourself. They're all needed at the end of the day, thinking, feeling, doing the energy work. Um, And of course, the hard part is we don't know how to think or feel. No one really taught us that, but we know how to do. So that's what we do. We know we do what we know. I'll give you an example. Um, So, yeah, let's say that there's a, a, a lot of internal shame or a lingering belief, a limiting belief that maybe you're not worthy of your success, or maybe not worthy of a relationship, love, money, all these things are uh, not good enough. Right. And if that exists, usually it exists somewhere in the subconscious. That we don't, we're not really aware of, but if that exists, we will subconsciously perpetuate that belief that we have that limiting belief. And that's called self-sabotage. So, so many people will say, Oh no, but I'm doing it. And I'm, I'm doing all the action. I'm doing all the things that I need to do. But for whatever reason, I just keep procrastinating. Or when I get so close to the result, I fuck it all up. And that's why it's so important to do that inner work. So I would say that's the challenge is, is focusing on the energy work, the thought work, the emotional work, all those at the very beginning, I listed a bunch of skills like emotional intelligence and pricing discomfort. It's not fun <laughs> to do that work, but it is part of the process. Okay, so this leads us very nicely into our third question. And I know we're going to have more than one piece of advice, so. (laughs) But if we have to pick one, you can give more than one, but tell us your favorite. What is your best advice for anyone who is serious about personal transformation? Okay, go ahead,
1: Callan. All right. So I think I'm going to bring this back to something you were both just touching upon, and that's the ebb and flow Of transformation. Matt was talking about the being and then the doing. And that to me is one of the most important parts of transformation is that realization that yes, you can come and take a course, like you can come and you can take the Healing Your Shame course that we have, and you can do the thing. And that will give you the tools and the language and the knowledge. But then there's the being part of it as well, where it's not just like, okay, now I'm going to do more and more and more and keep going. There is an ebb and a flow to it. There's that integration part that you need to have afterwards. There's that like sitting with yourself and, and really being with those questions. And I know for me, a lot of the coaching I do is allowing the space for my clients to sit in that space comfortably, because that's the part that's the hardest for a lot of people is how to sit in that space comfortably and allow themselves to be there because a lot of the things you don't necessarily like about yourself or the things that you discover about yourself that you didn't know were there those will come up and you'll start to beat yourself up about them you start to get upset about it and, you, and it's like uh, yeah. like being your worst enemy isn't going to help you move further like beating yourself up about something that you had no control over that you didn't know about before isn't going to help you move forward So sitting in that space and being comfortable with it and being like, okay, this is where I am. I now have this knowledge. I now have these tools. I now have this language. What am I going to do with it? And so allowing that space to kind of integrate it and sit with it and revisit it. It's not about just doing it one time. It's like, okay, do it one time and take the thing that you need from it. Because we only retain like maybe 10% of what we ever actually learn. And then maybe doing it again and taking something different from it. And in between those times, you sit with yourself and you go, okay, what did I really learn and take away from this time? Journal about it. Give yourself the space to explore that. You're the only person in your mind. You're the only person seeing this unless you're working with a coach or something like that. Give yourself that space, that mental space to be with it, to sit with it and, and really sink into it and let yourself integrate it because that's when real, like real big change happens. That's when real crazy shifts happen is when you really let yourself go with it and be with it and sit with it. Um, so that's probably like my biggest advice in regards to like transformation. Um, that's the number one, I am going to add in a couple other like extra boobs. Um, and that's like, doing a course and taking something that helps you go in whatever direction you want to go in. Like myself, I've taken uh, Amy Porterfield's Digital Course Academy in order to learn how to make digital courses because I knew that that was how I was going to be able to help people on a larger scale than just myself. I'm only one person. I can only help so many people. I want to have a big impact. I want to help a lot of people. How can I do that? And so I had to do that work but I'm still integrating so much of that learning. And it's like over a year and a half, year, year and a half later. And I keep revisiting it because I keep learning more and I keep, you know, doing the work. Um, So courses, they help you go somewhere, but then you have to integrate the work. Uh, And then having a support system, like the Gay Men Going Deeper membership, the Gay Men's Brotherhood Facebook group, having a support system of other people that are moving in the same direction. And it doesn't even need to be personal development. It can be like, a games group or whatever, because if your thing is you want to be more social, or you want to, you know, branch out a little bit more, that is still helping you move into the direction that you want to go in. But having a support system is like, huge, like a community of like minded people who are challenging you to think outside of your normal thoughts, because you don't know what you don't know, you need relationship in order to challenge you in order for those things to come into your awareness. And then also to help Like hold you up as you're going through that transformation. So even though maybe you've learned the knowledge, you can ask that community and go, okay, I've learned this. I don't know what to do with it. And then that community can come in and go, oh my goodness, I've been there. I've felt that. I've seen that. I've gone through that. This is what helped me, or this is what helped me. And then you get all these other people kind of saying what they went through. And then you can see, okay, I resonate with this. Maybe I'll go in that direction. Maybe I'll look over there. Um, So those are kind of my big pieces of you know what's the best advice if somebody's serious about personal transformation is find guides courses memberships whatever that is and find community and support and also integration allow yourself to sit with it those are my
2: my big three so Mm -hmm. matt what about you yeah i fully fully resonate with what you said i think um the community is like the biggest one i think for me um allowing yourself to kind of be part of a community of like-minded people it's like so huge like I never really realized how much I was missing that in my transformative path and like so yeah I I fully resonate with that so I wrote some things down and weirdly enough they create the acronym ABC (laughs) to make it easy for you guys so the first one is um authority a for authority um I'm a huge proponent of not giving your authority away and maintaining your own agency because I think oftentimes we put people on pedestals and we allow them to dictate what our transformation should be. Um, I did that a lot. Um, it could be it could look like giving. Uh, your power over to a psychic or a coach or a therapist and taking everything they're saying at face value and doing exactly what they say and not tuning in with your own body, right? We all are sovereign. We all have our own agency and it's really, really important to connect to that. And I tell that to my clients too. I said, listen, do not give your authority to me. I said, I don't want it. I said, you are your own authority and you need to really check in with yourself. If it's in alignment to you and your highest purpose, do it. If not, don't do it. Um, and I'm very, very, very clear uh, about that with my clients, because I just think it's so important, um, especially for people again, who are struggling with shame, which has been my journey. It's very easy to turn ourselves over when we don't believe in ourselves and say, okay, I'll just listen to whatever everybody else says. Right. And it, our transformation becomes very codependent. Um, the next one would be balance. Um, I think balance is key on the transformative journey because like Helen said, it's the beingness, the doingness. Um, I think a lot of us tend to be more in balance and more in favor of the masculine, the yang, the mental energy. And we, we push our transformation forward with our mind. And I think that that's that's very valuable but it's limiting um, when we're not embodied and we're not connecting to the truth of what our body wants on the transformative path um so within balance we need discernment right when to access mental energy when to access uh, body energy and i think that that alone is going to help you um really connect into um and guide you to where you need to be right we talked in our last podcast about emotions right emotions are in the body if we're not embodied, we won't be, we won't have our compass of our emotions guiding us in the direction of our transformation. Um, and then C is consistency. So I think this is one of the ones that people struggle with the most. Um, I did fitness and nutrition coaching for five years, and I worked with weight loss clients, and this is so hard for so many people. Um, and I think the, the, the biggest thing that I would always encourage people is to constantly find a way every day to remind yourself of your why get clear about what your why is and um You know, set little reminders in your phone on the little alarms, put up sticky notes around your house of why you're doing what you're doing and make sure that your why is rooted in love and heading in the direction of where you want to be, not necessarily what you want to get away from, uh, because one usually tends to be motivated by shame and the other one love. So, yeah, authority authority, balance and consistency, I'll say, are my three. Yeah. You, Michael? Yeah. You guys
0: took all the, all the ones that I, I had as well. So <laughs> oh, that's good though. Uh, so eloquently, eloquently said, and I, I love it. I think this, I think this is going to be very valuable for a lot of people. Um, I'll add, of course, I want to plug coaching, um, Calendocco guides and courses, but like, mm-hmm. let's be honest here. We are all three coaches. Uh, we know the value of coaching. So sure. You could do your personal transformation on your own. I did mine on my own for a, quite a while but i can say it was a lot easier and a lot faster and a lot more fun when i had uh, someone guiding me uh, supporting me just a, a co a collaborator on my journey so that's my plug for coaching i definitely recommend it i stand behind it obviously it's what i do for a living so i'm fully passionate about the work of coaching besides that um i mean yeah you guys said it you guys said everything that i wanted to talk about um, so well but Something that I see a lot of uh, a lot of people struggle with is this notion of confusion. Mm -hmm. I don't know, right? We get this a lot. Like, I don't know, I don't know. Um, And I'd love to say confusion is just fear in disguise, and it keeps us stuck. Mm -hmm. And you know, I used to be very much of the I don't know because I thought I get went back to my perfectionism. Like, well, if I don't know the answer, then I'm not going to bother trying. And so something that I think has been a great tip for me that I think can help a lot of people is don't let yourself be confused about the path forward. You don't need to know the path forward. We all have innate wisdom. We all have innate creativity. Our society, and this is a bit of a tangent, but our society today, our education system is not set up for um, really letting that wisdom and creativity flourish, okay? So it's not our fault if we don't know how to use it or we don't use it very often. All you need to do is be more committed to learning as you go and be willing to figure it out and at least try. Here's the thing. When you don't know, fine. You don't know. You're not supposed to know. You don't have to know the exact way, right? Um, which is another reason why having a coach can be helpful because you're not alone on that journey or community even. Um, but what you do is you you try something. Okay. I'm going to try this. Worst case scenario is it doesn't work. And then you know what not to do next time. Best case scenario is it works. Oh, Okay. Maybe I, maybe I like meditation. I'm going to keep doing that. If it doesn't work for you, that's okay. There's other things. So if you're, if you're stuck in confusion, if you're thinking, oh, you know, I want to know the way I want to know the answers. Don't give into that. Um, You don't need to know all the answers. Just be willing to try. Uh, We talk a lot about journaling, right? If you're stuck on something, journal about it. Explore where your mind wants to take you and also where your emotions take you, you know, Ask yourself, what am, you know, go back to our other podcast. What am I feeling? Why am I feeling this way? Where am I feeling it in my body? What is it trying to tell me? The answers are there. Don't give into the, I don't know. So, you know, um, th- that invitation to, to go back into the comfort zone, I'm going to tie back to the analogy at the beginning uh, to sort of get off the diving board and go back into the comfort zone, will always be there. It does not go away. Your comfort zone is always there looking really nice and comfortable and warm and cozy. It doesn't go away. <laughs> And there's always going to be an opportunity to go back into it. That's fine. So this is where that that motivation or that why, I think Matt talked about the why, or both of you have talked about the why, have a strong ass compelling reason why this is important. Um, That will be what picks you up when you fall and you will. That will be what uh, moves you forward. That will be the reason why you get up and try again. That'll be the reason you Want to overcome, um, so yeah, having that compelling why is is imperative. And don't let yourself be confused. Challenge the "I don't know" with "I could figure it out." Yeah, I don't know, but I'm willing to try. Or I don't know, and I'm willing to look for answers. Or I don't know, and I'm just going to try this thing and see if it works. Right. Um, that has been very important for for my journey personally. Um. Okay, guys. Do you guys have any last words on the topic of personal transformation? I feel complete.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Rip off the bandaid. It's a new year. Go for it. Like this is the time that everybody does the thing. They're like, I'm going to do the thing. Just rip off the bandaid and do it. Everybody Mm -hmm. else is kind of in that vibe. It's in that energy. You're amongst friends here, especially if, you know, you're hanging out in our community somewhere, rip off the Band-Aid, do the thing, be like, okay, this is the year, this is the time, this is what's going to happen, and start taking the steps to just kind of figure it out. It's going to be messy, you're going to get things wrong, but just start.
0: Yeah, What and, and what a great way to start then to join us in the uh, Gay Men's Brotherhood free Zoom, like, it, like we talked about there's so many people that come each and every week that are new or each and every month that are new. And I love it because they come when they're new and, you know, they're nervous. And I always say, okay, whose first time is it? And a couple of hands go up and I'm like, Oh my God, we got new people. And they'll always tell me the same thing. Oh, I've been wanting to come for so long. And this is the first time I did it. And I know someone is out there listening saying, Oh yeah, that's me. I've been wanting to go to one of these for a long time. So listen to everything we just said on this podcast Join us on January 27th. We have two times for you to go to. Um, So we are trying to to match everyone's schedule here. We've got a lot of people in the world to reach, so we're doing our best. Um, If you can't make it, at least join us in the free Facebook community. Go to Facebook, type in Gay Men's Brotherhood, uh, join us there. Um, If you want to take things even deeper and take this personal transformation to a deeper level, Go to the Game and Going Deeper membership and join us there. Uh, Matt Callan and I share a lot of this wisdom that you've heard today um, in topics such as body positivity, self-confidence, relationships, and building communities. Uh, And we're going to be taking you guys along the journey of the Healing Your Shame course uh, starting this month. So super excited about that. Um, What else we got? So please also, if you are enjoying the content you're seeing and hearing on our show, please go to our Patreon and show us some love, support us. We want to keep making this content for you. We love doing it. Uh, Super easy to just go to Patreon and give us some love there. Also, uh, if you are able to give us a five-star review uh, of the podcast, do so, subscribe, leave us some comments in the YouTube. As you know, we are reading our, our comments to you guys out loud each and every episode, so go into the YouTube share us questions. We respond to, to the comments there so you can find us there. And uh, that's all I've got for you guys today. So thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. Have a beautiful new year. Oh, and thank you, of course, to the lovely Matt and Callan for always sharing your wisdom. I, I had a great time this episode, and I'm sure a lot of people are going to resonate with what we had to share today. Thank you, everyone. Have a great year. Bye-bye. Bye. Ciao.